Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time for the Chiefs Kingdom Show, live with the voice of the Chiefs, Mitch Holtis, and Chiefs head coach, Andy Reid. It's presented by Bad Boy Moors, proud partner of the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs Kingdom is Bad Boy Country. Mo with an attitude. And by High V. The world's best tailgating begins at High V. Proud official grocery sponsor of the Kansas City Chiefs. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Chiefs football. Hey, this is Chiefs sideline reporter Josh Klingler. Before we get you into the Chiefs Kingdom show, just a quick reminder, you can hear Mitch Holtis with us on Fesco in the Morning every Friday morning at 7.30 leading into the game that weekend. And don't miss color analyst Danon Hughes every Tuesday morning at 8.30. Tune in for exclusive one-on-one Chiefs interviews throughout the season on the Odyssey app and your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Now let's get you into the Chiefs Kingdom show presented by the Kansas Lottery. Dream bigger. Here is the voice of the Chiefs, Mitch Holtis. Yeah! Chills down my spine. The Chiefs Kingdom Show. As the uh, we're at the 135th Street location of High V in the Wahlburgers here, uh, Kevin Froman store man, he's laid it out for us, and we have a sellout crowd here tonight. I feel like I'm back at Arrowhead Stadium. Breaking news: This score just in: Chiefs 19, Cowboys nine. And I just saw the gif. The only touchdown the Cowboys had was they touched down back in Dallas after the game. That was it. How was that to hold them without a touchdown? Let's put it in perspective. Let's put this in perspective. The Dallas Cowboys were the leading total offensive team in the NFL going into that game and the highest point uh, per average team in the NFL, averaging 32 points a game. That's the best they've been since 1971 in those categories when they won their first Super Bowl and you had Tom Landry wearing the fedora. That's how. And they come in here and get zero touchdowns. All right? That was huge. And for a defense like that to hold them to three field goals to Dak, that was the Chiefs defense ready to put the hammer down. Chris Jones... Let me just go through his line. I said, I put it on Twitter today, it was like an NBA quadruple double, honestly. Listen to this line. It is one of the greatest lines uh, for a defensive player I've ever seen in my brief 28 years as the voice of the Chiefs. All right. Chris Jones had five tackles, 
four sacks in reality. He had uh, those for 20 yards, two tackles for loss in addition to the sacks, three quarterback hurries, eight quarterback pressures, a pass defense that led to Sneed's interception, a forced fumble and a fumble recovery, and a partridge in a pear tree. That, come on, that was huge. It seriously was, it was Buck Buchanan coming back to play that game. It was the late Derek Thomas. It was Neil Smith. It was fantastic. It was awesome. Now, the rest of this defense, but I'm going to bring up Legereus Sneed. Six tackles in this game and a pick. Three passes defensed. How about our guy, Shavarius Ward? Seven tackles in the game for a corner, Kalak. Seven tackles in the game for a corner, a pass defense, three pass defense, and an interception. That was huge. And then the offense doing just enough. Clyde Edwards-Alaire was back, putting the mix in, direct snap to Kelsey in the flip bone. Oh, we're going to reverse option pitch to Clyde for the touchdown. He pointed his way to the end zone. Okay. Anyway, so... Kaylock did a whole lot worse than that when he played, and he's mild and mannered. Uh, hey, just a reminder, here at High V, and uh, we have the largest network in the National Football League, so a lot of our markets listening tonight have High Vs. Remember to scan the code. It will change your life. Scan the code. You see it across the High V platforms because they are not just any deals. They're super hot deals. They will Best deals in the history of groceryness. I'm just saying. And we've got a terrific sellout crowd. The geeks are here. The red coders are here. Uh, so we've got um, uh, Lucy and Ethel are here tonight. The Armenian Embassy is represented here tonight. Uh, and we've got so many great Chiefs fans. Uh, hey, hey, Paul is here to celebrate a victory. And four straight Chiefs victories. Your Chiefs are number one right now in the AFC West. We've got an awesome show lined up for you tonight here at the Hy-Vee Market, or actually in Wahlburgers, at 150th Street at the Hy-Vee on, uh, in Overland Park, just down the street, Blue Valley Northwest, near their campus. They're playing for a state title this week against the Derby Panthers, so that's kind of a big deal. A lot of our teams in the kingdom are playing for state championships and trying to win a ring this weekend. We've got a great show for you. Very soon we're going to hear from Big Red, who just got his 19th win over the Dallas Cowboys. I'm just saying he loves beating those dudes. I'm just putting it out there. All right. And what a special guest tonight, Kevin Lockett. K-Lock will be with us, a phenomenal human being, great football player, and he's Tyler's dad uh, and Sterling's dad. So, anyway, uh, we're going to hear from uh, head coach Andy Reid after this on this special Thanksgiving show in front of so many great people and friends and family. Back after this on the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. Now back to Mitch Holtis and the Kingdom Show, presented by Bad Boy Mowers. Chiefs are in the pistol. Now they're going to go to a flip bone with Kelsey, who's going to get a direct snap here. And Kelsey runs an RPO. He's going to keep it. Dives right into the middle of the Cowboy defense. Touchdown, Kansas City. Shades of the Super Bowl when the Chiefs do a little trickeration at the goal line. Kelsey runs an RPO off a direct snap out of the flip bone formation and keeps it. And the Chiefs have a touchdown on their first drive of the game. 
Welcome back to our Chiefs Kingdom show tonight. We're at the Hy-Vee Market Grill, 135th Street in Overland Park. We're just by the Blue Valley District Stadium where the Blue Valley Northwest Huskies will play for the state championship uh, this week uh, in Class 5A. And with us is the head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs, Andy Reid. And congratulations, Coach, on your win. Last night, a heck of a win, a 19th victory over the Dallas Cowboys. Your thoughts uh, a day later. Yeah, listen, I mean, they're a good football team, Mitch, you know that. And so um, it was a good win. The crowd was phenomenal. Um, the atmosphere was great. And uh, it's what it's all about. There were two two games on at that time of the evening and afternoon, evening. And uh, we were lucky enough to be one of them against a real good opponent. So, um, but I was proud of our, our team. I was proud of the way our defense played against the number one offense in the National Football League. Uh, the offense and, you know, the good things that they did, special teams and the good things that they did. So, I, you know, all in all, uh, you come out as a head coach and you go, you know what, we've got things to work on, but it was a good day. Full disclosure here, usually when I watch video, I'm trying to think, wow, what can I ask coach here? I was entertained watching this thing again. It was awesome. And I want to start on defense. I want to ask you about Chris Jones. I said it was like the equivalent of an NBA triple-double. What his stat line in this game, when you look at three and a half sacks, uh, eight pressures, three quarterback hits, a pass defended that led to an interception, and just five other tackles, how good was he in this game against a really good offensive Cowboy line? Yeah, well, you, you saw his athletic ability when he picked up the fumble, the strip sack by Frank Clark, um, you know, his little change of direction thing there. Well, that's what the guards and the tackles have to deal with. Uh, somebody that's six six, you know, so and, and you know, up there close to three hundred pounds, uh, he can move and he's long. Tip end up tipping the ball at the end, where Sneed was able to intercept it. Uh, he had the four sacks and so on and so forth. So, listen, Chris can do whatever Chris wants to do on the football field, um, you know, and it, it's just it, it's a it's comforting to have him there. Uh, you know, he's, he's a little bit like Baby Huey back from our days. He's, he's a big kid, and he's always messing with people and, you know, doing his thing. But um, once you work through all of that, he's got a big heart, and, um, you know, that's, a, that's important. Well, he wrecked the Mississippi State spring game for Dak Prescott, so it was some Hail State going on there. But honestly, as a follow-up here, in watching him, he beat three different guys on that offensive line. And it was like swim move, rip move. When he beat Zach Martin on a bull rush, coach, that's a, one of the best right guards to play in this game for a while. Just how much Chris raised his level and did different things against different guys on the O-line. You know, well, listen, our defensive line knew coming into this that that offensive line has been heavily publicized on, on their ability. And so, which isn't, uh, you know, fake news, man. I mean, that's the real deal. So, these guys are they're good football players and so I thought our whole defensive line just picked it up and and said, Okay, let's go, man, bring it on. We're gonna play. And then Chris did this, you know, he's all part he's part of that. And he when he picks it up, um, it doesn't really matter who's in front of him. He picks it up and plays at that level. He's tough to tough to stop. You have one of the best on the defensive side and one of the best on the offensive side going against each other. And you know, you saw the result there. Yeah, just fun to watch it. I want to ask you, too, about Chavarius Ward, though. His line, seven tackles, 
three passes defense. He gets a pick with that inside leverage on Lamb at the uh, end of the half. Just how much has he grown? Have you watched him grow over the years about him and coming into a night like that? I have. He, you know, he's got such a good attitude, and he he's just grown as a as a man, um, and and now also as a football player. And probably the first one's the most important thing. You start there, and <clears throat> football doesn't last forever, right? So, uh, but he listen. He went out and he, he played his tail off, tackling, intercepting, defending, and, and competing, competing, competing with an attitude, and you've got to have that. Same guy. I, I mean, uh, same thing with looking at Snead and his lines. Almost the same line. Six uh, tackles. They're not afraid to tackle. They get physical uh, on the outside. Uh, then interception, uh, three passes defensed. The ability of these DBs to play physical when they need to and the difficulty of defending like a wide receiver screen, which Snead blew up a couple times. Yeah, so our ta- that was one of the things that impressed me the most was our tackling. Uh, we did a great job all the way around. I mean, the linebackers never get enough credit, um, but they were right in there with the secondary on, on the tackling. <laughs> Big D line did a nice job when they had opportunities up front to tackle. So, but Snead, listen, I mean, uh, the kid plays inside, he plays outside. Um, he does both so well. Um, and uh, he loves to play. You know, his little boy was sick the night before. Nobody realizes those human things, but he, he, had to be taken to the hospital, and then he comes out and he, you know, he's able to put his mind off of that for a minute and take care of it. So take care of business on the field. Um, but the, those are the challenges, the things that people behind the scenes don't don't hear about. But what a great job he did! And just one more question on the defense. This has been a month now. I mean, this is four and a half games where this thing just continues to rise at all three levels. What does that mean for these guys as they basically get now some time off, but just defensively, emotionally, mentally, uh, attack in the next six weeks? What have the last four weeks done for this defense as a whole? Yeah, well, it's been great. They've continued to get better. And, uh, you know, for us to be able to do that um, as a team, I think is important. You get you get a defense that, that is that tough um, on offenses and as complicated as Spags' scheme presents to an offense, I, I think that, um, you know, that's a, that's a great combination. If you're playing well within that scheme, it's uh, tough to handle. So, uh, but as you know, every week is huge in this league right now. It's important that our guys get away uh, from football for a minute, mentally and physically, recharge the battery, and then come back ready uh, for the great challenge of playing Denver. We'll start with that one and then the rest of the guys after that. But um, Denver's playing good football right now. Uh, we saw that against the, the Cowboys. And uh, we've got to be on our A game. And they did that at Dallas. So it wasn't like they did it uh, up a mile high. It's, it was at Dallas. And it's important that we get ourselves uh, ready to go once we get back here. I'm going to ask you about the bye week here in a second, but I want to talk about the offense here. Man, that opening drive, again, a thing of beauty. Uh, you had the balance. You had a, a very fast defense kind of on skates here, but just how good that opening drive was to get into a rhythm. Yeah, no, that was uh, that was good. It was well executed, uh, made plays. Pat had some nice uh, throws there, and um, we had nice runs. We had a, an around by Tyreek, who – might be, you know, for, he's not 
he's not underappreciated definitely here and not underappreciated in the NFL circles because teams do crazy things to try to stop him. But I think when you talk about the best wide receivers in the league, he might be a little bit underappreciated. He, uh, um, but he does so many great things for us. He's so smart and, uh, and talented that we can use him in multiple uh, positions depending on what teams are trying to do to take him away. So uh, we, we appreciate how he goes about it. But they, he sure had a nice run on that around. Coach Heck's run game was uh, well put together. EB had some unbelievable looks there that, that were presented to their defense. And um, just all in all, you know, there were some good things, especially on that drive. But back to Tyreek for a second. He leads this league in catches for third downs for first downs. He gets a big one late in the game where he's three yards behind the stick and then makes plays to pick up six when you needed five. I mean, just what Tyreek does there uh, and how much we can just overlook all that. Yeah, his yards after the catch are crazy. He does such a good job with that. And, you know, he's a proud kid, man. He takes a lot of pride in what he does every day you watch him in practice and he's going just as hard as he is out here uh, on, on Sunday. So, um, you know, for young kids that are up and coming wide receivers, you know, it doesn't come easy. Uh, you watch this kid practice and play. And it's the same speed every snap. And uh, you grow to really appreciate that. Boy, his offseason workouts are legendary too. Um, in that game last night, Patrick and how he did the the speed of the Cowboys though, and sitting there looking at Micah Parsons standing before the snap and kind of moving around. How much of a difficulty did that pose for not only you but everybody in the NFL? And just how he might move to wherever our weak side is and just come off the edge, and how difficult that was, and how Pat handled it. Yeah, so you know our our tackles for the majority of the time had good sets on them and. He got us a couple times, um, but that's what good ones do. You know, they're they're gonna they're gonna win every once in a while too. So, um, but listen, our tackles were for the most part against them one on one. They moved him around. It was hard to decipher exactly where he was going to be, but he, uh, um, you know, he, he was. They were able to get some one on one matchups, and uh, consistently, that's that's a tough thing to stop. So uh, he got us a couple times, and that, uh, but. We got them a couple times, too. But how much do I underappreciate Patrick's ability to read, recognize, react, uh, the first read, the pre-snap read, that next nanosecond read, the third thing he's got to do? How much of that is uh, can be underappreciated? Yeah, no, he does a good job with that. Listen, he's so positive on things. If something breaks down, all he wants to do is get it fixed and (laughs) uh, in a positive way and, and move on to the next play, so... Uh, nobody is more consistent after being hit um, than Pat Mahomes. And it's not the ball out the quickest. It's actually he's willing to hang on to it a little bit and trust his guys. And so he's the best in the league at that. And, and um, that's, uh, you know, it's a tribute to him and his belief in the guys around him. He understands that not everything's going to be perfect, um, but you can still make plays and he does a nice job with that too. I mean, he's, Got a great, great attitude about. What do you think of Clyde's ability to jump right back into the soup dish here, and the fact that now you've got this tag team? Uh, we've had it before, but now with Daryl doing what he did when Clyde was out, now going into these next, just attacking this Denver game, but having that one-two at running back, and what they do to complement each other, how big is that moving forward? 
Yeah, well, they're they're best of buddies too. I mean, they'll they'll tell you it's all LSU. I mean, but I'm <laughs> telling them you weren't any good till you became a chief, you know. So, um, but they they do a they do a nice job and and uh, working together. And we we you're right. We tag team them. They both throw different pitches at the at the defense. Um, for Clyde to do what he did, though, I that, you know that's pretty spectacular for him to be able to come in and. You saw the ball security that he presented to make sure when he's going through traffic, he had two hands on that ball. His foot quickness is exceptional. He was patient, which is very, very hard to do when you get right back in there. You have a tendency to rush things. And he was just patient, patient, patient with it. And you got to give, you know, Greg Lewis some credit on that now. I mean, he, he does a, a nice job of coaching those guys. And, and then they caught the ball well out of the backfield. So that also was important. Before we let you go and get you to enjoy a Thanksgiving oh, time with your family, but the bye week. And I ask you, because this is the second straight year I've asked you, but we saw, I mean, Kemp tested positive. We saw Cooper for the Cowboys, Roethlisberger, uh, Rodgers before that. What about just the messaging here to enjoy it, back up, uh, shut the engines down? But we're still in a world, aren't we, in the NFL? And we to be careful? I mean, how do we handle this? What do you tell the guys in properly handling these next several days? Yeah, well, that's, that's what, uh, I, I just remind them, just make sure you know who you're hanging with and, um, it becomes important. They, they've done well to this point. Um, I know things happen. I mean, I just, that's where we're at in today's, today's world with this COVID, uh, uh, you know, the, these restrictions that we have. So, um, if something happens and we got to take care of that when it, when it does happen, but anything you can do to prevent it, uh, let's try to do that. And, um, even when you try to prevent it though, Mitch, we know that sometimes things happen, man. I mean, it just, it's a sneaky one, man. So, um, I don't, uh, anyways, that, that's kind of where we're at and, and, uh, um, you know, we'll just see, see how it goes, but you, you've still got to, you know, you got to get away and you got to, do your thing and you can't sit there and be afraid of this. You gotta, gotta still move on with life and, um, and try to take, you know, do your restrictions that you, that you have and precautionary measures. You've told me in years past, you get to cook a little bit. You're going to turn it loose on Thanksgiving and do a little cooking for the folks. I'm going to do that. Yeah. Uh, Crank up a couple of birds and we'll see how we do with it. And then all the, all the fixings as my wife would say being a Southern girl. So uh, we'll have everything with it. Man, how much do you enjoy that? I mean, are you looking forward to it? Well, listen, it's like my second time doing it. Uh, my wife's been doing it for 20 some years. So I figured <laughs> I could come in as a relief pitcher. I, I probably won't be half as good as she is, but I'm going to give it a whirl. Give it a shot. Just a th- happy Thanksgiving to you and all of your loved ones. And uh, I'm not going to pat. Thanks for coming here, man. We People ask yeah. us, Hey, what are you thankful for? Andy Reid came here in that first week of January 2013 because everything changed, my friend, and thank yeah. you so much. Well, I appreciate you, man. You have a great Thanksgiving. Don't eat too much, redhead. I mean, sometimes you got to do the pushaways. <laughs> Listen, I do those redheads too, man. Everybody have a great Thanksgiving, please. They're out here. Great job, Coach. Enjoy the bye week and uh, appreciate it. Head Coach Andy Reid. Stay tuned. We come back. Kevin Lockett is our guest tonight uh, on the Chiefs Kingdom Show. Again, we're at 135th Street in Overland Park. We'll be back after this. Uh, You're listening to exclusive coverage of Chiefs football. 
Now back to Mitch Holtis and the Kingdom Show, presented by Bad Boy Mowers. It is first down and goal to go. The Chiefs will run a reverse option pitch. They pitch it wide. Clyde Edwards Hilaire angling right. Touchdown, Kansas City on a reverse option pitch into the end zone. And the Chiefs now on three drives have had touchdown, field goal, touchdown. And welcome back to the Hy-Vee location on 135th Street in Overland Park. The Wahlburgers, and we have a sellout crowd here tonight. Great to see Clyde Edwards-Alaire, CEH, back in there. I said with Coach, jumping right back into the soup bowl, right back into the oatmeal, and got right into the sweet neck or the end zone with that touchdown and just pointed his way to get to the end zone. I think it's a penalty. I don't know what that was about. Anyway, uh, having some fun here tonight. Remember, the folks at Hy-V, we have our specials every Monday night at any of the Hy-V's uh, in the uh, metro location here, so make sure you check those out. And all of you listening throughout our vast network, remember to scan the code. It will they're the biggest deals in the history of groceryness, right? They're not just any deals. They're super hot deals. A terrific eight-year career in the National Football League. It followed an amazing career at Kansas State where he shattered every receiving record. Out of the famous high school in Tulsa, Booker T. Washington High School, a, he has been successful at every step along the way. He is one of our biggest community leaders in the Chiefs' kingdom, and I'll talk about that in a second. But he's with us tonight. He's a perfect guest to have the week of Thanksgiving after the Chiefs win four games in a row, right? And after they beat the Dallas Cowboys, he was part of a win over the Cowboys when he played. He also beat the Cowboys. That was huge. Welcome now, ladies and gentlemen, former wide receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs and K-State Wildcats, Kevin Lockett. It is so good to have you here tonight, man. Perfect. Great to see you. It's always good to be here with you, Mitch. <laughs> Feeling the vibe after beating the Cowboys. You beat them in the day. You beat them back in the day. We did, but not like yesterday. <laughs> yesterday was a beat down. <laughs> How fun was that for you to watch that? You know, it, what made it so much fun was, you know, we're getting used to watching our Chiefs win on offense, right? And that's how we, we've traditionally won games. Uh, but Coach Reed said it, you know, number one offense walks into Arrowhead. Uh, and that defense played lights out. And I think it just goes to show if our defense will play at that level, uh, what we're capable of as a team is is unbelievable, actually. And so, uh, you know, I'm glad that we're hitting our stride right at the right time. Uh, you know, bye week comes at a good time. We go into it with a lot of momentum, four-game win streak. Uh, and then we get to come back, and those next three weeks after are critical, right? We got we got Broncos, we got Raiders, we got Chargers, three three division games. Uh, and that's where I think we we have the chance to separate ourselves. In a Charger game on a short week, on a Thursday night game on the road, which is always tough. Uh, but uh, what have you seen in this defense? Uh, what have you seen? I mean, it's been a month now. Yeah. I mean, they they're giving up what 17 points. They give up seven points. They give up 14 points. And yesterday, no touchdowns to the number one offense. What have you seen grow? Because six weeks ago, everybody was shoveling dirt on this defense. Yeah. Well, I you know I think uh, one of the big moves has been uh, moving Chris Jones back inside. Uh, that's a big deal. I mean, you know, Chris is hard to stop as it is. But all of a sudden now you start getting pressure up inside, right? Uh, the addition of Ingram is huge. He's coming off of one corner, right? Now you got him coming off a corner. You got Frank coming off the other corner. All of a sudden that pocket looks a lot different for the quarterback. And so you saw it yesterday with Dak. He had happy feet. He was moving around all the time, uh, never could get settled. All of a sudden you start getting that kind of pressure, 
Uh, and then our secondary. Um, our secondary is playing lights out. I mean, between Sneed and Ward, the way that they played corner, that pick before half was huge, right? It's a 16-3 game. If they get that touchdown, it's 16-10, different ball game. Uh, so big pick. So our secondary is playing good. Uh, and then our linebacking core. I uh, love what our outside backers are doing. Gay and Bolton, uh, they are running that ball down. Uh, it, it, it's a fun defense to watch right now. That pick for the touchback at the end of the, was huge. You heard it himself from the great Kevin Lockett. Offensively, and this is where you made your money on the offensive side of the ball. Let's micro it down to the wide receivers because Coach talked about Tyree Kill, and I love to bring this up more because he is so underrated right now. Everybody thinks of him as a speed guy, track guy. Right now, by far, he leads the NFL in third down catches for first downs. That one he had was three yards behind the sticks last night. Yeah. But I got it, eight yards. We needed six. I got you eight. But what have you seen? How have you seen him grow over the years? Yeah, I mean, most people forget, uh, you know, when he came out of, out of JUCO and he went to Oklahoma State first, I mean, he was a running back, right? And so even when he played his last couple of years in college football, he was still playing at the running back position. So he gets here as a rookie, uh, which was only, what, six, seven years ago. Uh, and all of a sudden, he's a running back that's being turned into a wide receiver. And so everybody thought, he's a speed guy. He's our next Dante Hall. Uh, he'll be a return guy. And what you've seen is in the last probably four or five years, he's become one of the best wide receivers in the National Football League. His footwork, his ability to work as hard as he does, but to, to really learn and understand the craft. I mean, when you look at most of the wide receivers in the NFL, these are guys that have been playing wide receivers since they were probably in middle school. And all of a sudden, you take a guy – who's 21 years old, and he doesn't start playing it until that, that time, uh, it's just amazing the amount of growth that he's had in such a short period of time. And so um, it's just been phenomenal to watch him. And now his route running ability, uh, everybody knows what he can do after the catch, but his speed is such a difference maker. Uh, people have to back off of him. And now all of a sudden he's got great underneath routes. He's getting his hands better. He started off a little shaky this year, got some picks for Patrick by balls going through his hands. But what I love is when you watch him on the sideline after something bad happens, he's right back in it. Uh, and, you know, he's, he's more committed than any guy on that sideline. So it's fun to see him as the guy that's leading this wide receiver group right now. One of the things to watch, listen for, is the nanosecond where Tyreek has got to create space, yeah. depending on the route, whether it's a long one or short one, and it is an art form. Your son, Tyler, has that down as well. He is amazing at it, and you were too, to give you props here. How much of that's got given ability? How much of that is just hard work? Because there is a nanosecond, because EB talks about it, Eric Bieniemy, that spacing is a result of timing, or timing is a result of spacing. But that nanosecond of getting the first step to get open. Yeah, I mean, it, it is it is an art form, and and everybody does it differently, right? Like I wasn't the fastest guy; I was fast enough. But mine came from more awareness of where people were around me and having an understanding. You look at Tyreek, you look at even Tyler, what they do. They, they're much more quicker in and out of their breaks. And so it's not to say that they're not aware, but they're able to do it with a physical ability and uh, make that first step uh, right after the catch to be able to create separation. And so, uh, you know, with Tyreek, you know, because he's such a deep threat, um, you have to play off of him. And all of a sudden now it's not just that he catches the ball underneath and he gets six, six yards or seven yards. If that defender is not within one or two steps, all of a sudden we're talking 30, 40, 50, and that doesn't even count when enemy is getting him involved in the running game, right? We saw it early on the first drive with the reverse yesterday. He's down the sideline for 34 yards. So all of a sudden, you know, people are wondering, how in the world do we stop this guy? And then that's all of a sudden when fine. You want to focus on him? We've got Kelsey. Um, we've got other guys. And so, you know, I'd love to see Pringle get, get some more touches. We're starting to see what he's capable of when he's out in space. His return game's looking good. He's making some big catches. So I think, you know, it's been receiver by committee if you kind of take Tyreek Hill off and put him off to the side. 
but I think that's, that's definitely good enough for us to make a long run this year. Let me ask you about Pringle, though, since you're here uh, and you've watched him. You watched him in college, another kid that uh, was a junior college transfer. What are you seeing in him? He runs that over route last night. I mean, uh, he'll make tough catches. We've seen him make some big plays. What about Pringle's game right now? Where would you put it? You know, so I think I think he just just more consistency, right? So he's done a lot of good things, and then he's had some moments where he stepped back and just hasn't been as consistent as you like to see. But when you look at him, you know, six two, you know, two hundred fifteen, two hundred twenty pounds, fast guy, four three, four four guy, tough in traffic. I mean, that's what you want, especially when it's complimenting a guy like Tyreek Hill. And he's in the best scenario that he could be in, right? You got a number one receiver in Tyreek Hill who who will draw double coverage almost every play. You got a tight end, Travis Kelsey, best in the game, who will draw a double team at the same time. And then you got you got guys like Williams and, and, and CEH in the backfield who they've got to pay attention to. He gets a lot of one on one coverage. And so he's got the best of all all scenarios here is beat one on one coverage. And oh by the way, you only got the best guy to do it for the last thirty years throwing you the ball. So <laughs> He's in the best scenario that he could be in. Before the break, though, I want to ask you about Pringle. I call him the door hinge because we've seen him. If you watch him where he lines up, coach will line up as a tight end. He'll be on a wing. He'll be in a slot. He's been a halfback. He's been an X, a Z, a Y. Like, he's, he's asked to do a bazillion things. But many times, Kelsey, I go, how's Kelsey so wide open? Well, it might be because of Byron Pringle. Yeah. What have you seen of so many things that he does? Well, that's the thing is he's versatile, right? We just talked about his size and his speed. So you can create sort of mismatches. You put him at sort of an H-back or a tight end at times on the opposite side of Kelsey, and all of a sudden he's got a little bit of a mismatch because he's got a bigger guy covering him, and he's a little bit faster. You put him outside, you get a smaller corner on him. He's tall, he's fast. You put him in the backfield. When you start moving guys around and you don't give the defense an opportunity to just be able to predict and know where guys are going to line up, all of a sudden it becomes difficult to defend. So we face coverages all the time where guys are coming out and they're saying, hey, we're going to double-team Tyreek. And then we break the huddle and Tyreek's in the backfield, right? That just completely throws off what the defense is looking to do. And so I think that's, that's the biggest thing that, that, that BNME and that, and that Coach Reed do is they continue to move people around. They continue to use a lot of motion before uh, the snap, which really just gives Patrick, who's one of the smartest guys to play the game, uh, an unbelievable amount of information before the play even starts. And so, you know, while Patrick understands what his reads are before the play, just with the motion, he's understanding whether they're in man, whether they're in zone, whether they're in man on half field, zone on the other side. He already knows what's going on. And so many of these, these things are just – he's just playing them out. He already knows what's going to happen. And so when you get a guy that's smart like that and you get coordinators that are calling plays like that, it's very, very difficult uh, to be able to defend. And the biggest difference I see in what Patrick is doing now versus what he was doing early on, we got used to just being able to just sort of put the hammer down whenever we want it, right? Throw the long ball. It's a touchdown. No big deal. Uh, All of a sudden, teams are lining up in ways where they're forcing him to become more patient, right? And when you've had as much success as he has had this early in his career, sometimes it's hard not to just flip the switch and want to throw the deep ball when you got the fastest guy in the league and go and do it. And so what he's doing is he's maturing now to become even a better quarterback where he's starting to understand when to take the deep shot, when to take the medium range shot, when to go to a guy like Pringle because they're double covering Travis Kelsey and, and, and Tyreek Hill. And so he's maturing even more as a quarterback right before our eyes. Another art form is setting the rub route or the uh, – <laughs> it's not a pick, uh, but it's that's never an a art pick. form. And Coach <laughs> loves that, and he's got it in Pringle. All right, before we go to the break, you just said it, but now we've got to do it for real. You get K-Lock on the show talking about wide receivers, then he get you fired up. Because K-Lock, like everybody else, can 
Put the hammer down, baby. Thank you for not hitting the laptop. But look, watch it, Ryan, our producer. He's going, don't hit the laptop. Don't hit the laptop. When we come back, we're going to talk about this amazing human. Kevin Lockett is with us tonight. We're at the Hy-Vee at 135th Street in Overland Park in the Wahlburgers. Sellout crowd tonight, right? Uh, we're fired up. Back with more from Kevin Lockett after this on the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. Now back to Mitch Holtis and the Kingdom Show, presented by Bad Boy Mowers. Prescott wanting the snap, hands out, takes it. Chiefs in a four-man rush, trying to collapse the pocket. They sack him. Chris Jones grabs Dak Prescott, and down he goes. Third sack of the game for Kansas City. Two of those from Chris Jones, who came blowing right up the middle. The left guard, Connor McGovern, made a starter just this week, had no chance against Stone Cold Chris Jones. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Hy-Vee in Overland Park on 135th Street and the Wahlburgers located in that store, in our store. Uh, reminder, make sure you check out, scan the code for sure, because they're not just any deals, they're super hot deals. Chris Jones, what a performance. He beat the left guard, the right tackle, and the right guard is Zach Martin, is maybe the best right guard in the league right now with a bull rush, swim move, oh, rip move. He did it all last night. That was a clinic. If you want to have your child be a defensive lineman, watch Chris Jones last night. It was a wrecking crew, one-man job. Kevin Lockett's with us tonight, uh, part of the Chiefs Ambassadors, former Chief player, one of the greatest players in Big 8 and Big 12 history, got two leagues. Uh, and his interview tonight presented by Hellsberg Diamonds, uh, the official jeweler of the Kansas City Chiefs for over 100 years. I don't know what we did for the other 38 years. We've only been existed 62. <laughs> but anyway, we got diamonds, I guess, and 200 uh, locations nationwide. They are phenomenal people, the Hellsbergs. Speaking of that, uh, well, let's check in on Tyler Lockett. We don't play the Seahawks this year, so we don't have to worry about it. Next year, we've got to worry about it. Because Tyler's coming here. The Seahawks come to Kansas City in the 2022 season. But just a quick checkup, because a lot of K-State fans follow him. What a phenomenal young man. you got to be so proud of him. Where's he at right now? Because he's not used to being 3-7 and seven with the Seahawks. Yeah, he's in a, he's in a different uh, stage of his career right now where he's really trying to figure out. You know, he's gone to the playoffs every year. And all of a sudden here he finds himself, you know, 3-7 and seven on, and on the other side of the coin. Uh, and it doesn't help when I call him and I tell him, you know, hey, suck it up. You're one of the highest paid guys. You're one of the leaders. You've got to figure out how to, how to turn this thing around. But you're right. This is a, a different opportunity for him, an opportunity for him to sort of mature more as a, as a young man, but even as a player, uh, and to really step up and be what that locker room needs him to be, uh, which is a leader. I mean, those guys in that locker room that are veterans um, – you know, uh, um, Russell and then Tyler, they, they're not used to losing, right? They've been to the playoffs every single year. So different year, but he's doing fine. He's doing well. Uh, he continues to uh, put his backpack on and go to work every day, and uh, he's still loving it. You know this, if you're in this league long enough, the snow cone machine isn't always working. you gotta <laughs> keep, you got to keep rolling. Let me just give K-Lock some credit here because he has been one of the best players um, after his career and what he's done to have impact in the whole region, the whole Chiefs kingdom. Uh, he's been on the, with the Kauffman Foundation. He's on several boards, uh, the United Way. I'm going to leave some out. Kansas City University. Uh, he's involved now as a venture capitalist. But I'm just, it's just fantastic what you've done. You just have that heart. And where, how did that heart come about? I mean, you know, so for me, it comes from my parents. 
but then also when I look at the communities that I've been in, um, you know, they allowed me to walk into that community as a stranger, and they had wide open arms, right? So it started in Manhattan, Kansas when I left high school. Uh, that community just literally embraced me, you know, as an 18-year-old young man. Then I get drafted and I come to Kansas City. Uh, you know, I had visited Kansas City here and there, but same thing. Community just embraced me. So, you know, I sort of look back and I go, you know, how can you not, right, give back to the community, those people, and try to give an opportunity, right, for someone else uh, that's coming alongside behind you. And so, you know, what I've tried to do is marry the things that I'm passionate about, the things that the community needs, uh, and just figure out where does that, that intersect and where does that overlap uh, and a lot of times it's time, sometimes it's, it's talent, sometimes it's finance. It's a lot of different ways that you can give back. Uh, but I just, I just don't understand how you live in a community that, that, that loves you and envelops you and embraces you for who you are, and then you don't turn around and find a way to, to help out and to give back. So that's where it comes from. Well, not like we're keeping track, but you've given a lot more than you've taken. Let's just put it that way. But we just heard from Coach Reed. What, what an amazing dude. Uh, and you guys with the ambassadors, he's embraced that. He's embraced the past. He gets it. He, he was kind of a Chiefs fan growing up in L.A. He loved to watch him because of Mike Garrett. Uh, he was a USC fan, and Garrett was a star. Uh, but just the attitude that you just gave is something that Coach Reed talks about all the time. How much have the ambassadors embraced it? What have you seen in being part of playing in this community and what it means to be a Chief? Yeah, I mean, you know, you play in this community – um, and, and you are a chief, you're a chief for life, right? And so, um, you know, our ambassador group, you know, we are designed to try to figure out how to uplift and give back to this community. And so we've got great leadership right now under Sean Barber, um, you know, who I spent more time here than Sean, but Sean is, Sean loves this community from the moment that he was here. So we've got a group of guys, um, some that live here, some that don't, but it's all about how do we uplift uh, Kansas City. And what I love is, is you, you hit it on the head. Uh, Coach Reed embraced that group from the very beginning. He saw the value that he thought this group could bring, uh, not only to the community, but even to his existing team. And uh, so sometimes we serve as sort of mentors for some of the younger players. And it's not necessarily anything on the field, right? Our days are over. It's more about how do we help you transition into real life? How do we help you get into the careers you want? How do we help you have longevity from a financial standpoint? And so that's what we try to use our relationships for now with some of the young guys that are on the team is just finding a way to support what Coach Reed is building. Uh, and you hit Coach Reed is an amazing, amazing individual. Him and his wife are absolute godsends to this community. Um, and so, so thankful that, that he is here. Uh, and funny story, I, I was excited to meet Coach Reed when he first got here. Um, and I didn't get to meet him until after my son's rookie year. Um, and so he was coaching my, sons, uh, my son in the Pro Bowl. Uh, and I'm on the elevator in Hawaii, and I just can't wait to say something to him. And he turns to me. And he says, how in the world do you let your kid go to Seattle instead of coming to Kansas City? Right? And so, but that's who he is, right? That's, that's who he is. He knows everything about everything you know, and who you are. Uh, and that's what I think makes him so special, uh, him and his wife. And so thankful that, that they're a part of Chiefs Kingdom. And Coach would probably quote most of your K-State stats. Probably would. It's just the way he is. He yeah. gets the human spirit. We're going to let him go just in the final minute of having him. We've got to get him on. He's, he's got another engagement. But Sterling. Here we go, another locket, <laughs> Blue Valley High School. Here we go. Keep those lockets coming, right? Can't get, yeah, can't get enough lockets. So uh, what about Sterling and his future? Oh, he's excited. You know, he's, um, he was a senior this year at Blue Valley. They went out a little bit earlier. You talked about Blue Valley Northwest, Mikey Polly and those guys playing against Derby for the championship. Uh, we were hoping that, that we'd be playing that group, but Blue Valley West knocked us out. But 
Uh, he had a fantastic time through his high school career. Uh, and now I think he's just sort of getting ready. He's excited about uh, what Manhattan has to offer and hopefully what he has to bring. Uh, you know, we've told him there's quite a few big shoes down there. So um, he made the decision that that's where he wanted to go. And uh, I think it's fantastic for us. You know, we're two hours away. He's got uh, our, his younger brothers, our, our twin boys that are seventh graders. They get to watch him, you know, play in the purple. Uh, and so we're all fired up about, about Manhattan, Kansas. Seven-year-olds, more lockets coming. And you know this crew right here. We're going to pass the hat tonight. We have a sellout crowd here at the High V. Keep the lockets coming. We're going to put them on a romantic cruise, you know, <laughs> just to get them in the mood. One more time, brother, before we let you go. Keep the lockets coming. Make sure you put the ham <laughs> down. And that can mean a lot of things. Right. <laughs> Kevin Lockett, ladies and gentlemen, a treasure for the Chiefs kingdom. Thank you, my friend. Absolutely. God always. bless you, Thank my you friend. Uh, we'll be back to close things out here at the Hy-Vee. Uh, on 135th Street in Overland Park after this, you're listening to exclusive coverage of Chiefs football. Now back to Mitch Holtis and the Kingdom Show, presented by Bad Boy Mowers. Prescott lines up basically the same formation, Chiefs in the same defense. Now back to Prescott, Chiefs, now the pass is over the middle, picked off, picked off by Sneed. Sneed now will go down wisely. Inside the 10-yard line, Legereus Sneed will cap off a terrific night for the Chiefs defense, stifling this best NFL offense after 10 weeks. Three turnovers for the Chiefs tonight and plus one in the giveaway-takeaway ratio. Legereus Sneed with the interception. It is. That performance by the defense was huge. But to do what they did last night, I mean, the late Marty Schartenheimer would have been proud of that game. First of all, he loved beating Dallas, too. Uh, and it's good for our chairman and the family to beat Dallas to get the Preston Road Trophy. I mean, you can win the Lombardi Trophy, which we have recently. You can win the Lamar Hunt Trophy for the AFC champion. But there's only one Preston Road Trophy. That's called the ugliest trophy in sports and less than 100 bucks. But we won it yesterday over the Cowboys. So an interesting time. Our team now needs this bye. Next week there will be no show. Okay, we got that down. That's good. But it's interesting. You heard Coach talk about it, and he didn't buzz, buzz the tower. He's given a message to our guys. Enjoy. They've got to back off here. Uh, they've got to settle down. This has been a tough 11 weeks and the preseason prior to that because nobody's played the schedule we've had. They just keep lining up teams and coming right after us, and now we're sitting here at 7-4. and four. And, oh, at the bye week in the 2019 season, we were 7-4 and four going into the bye week. So it's a great time for our guys and all of us to refresh and recharge, but we also have to be smart with this uh, with, uh, with COVID. It just, it's still there, and we see it every week. We'll see another one probably come up this week uh, while we're watching week 12 of the NFL. It could happen. But our guys have been great. Uh, this is an excellent group of guys. They love each other. They try to take care of each other. And now after, yes, our defense had dirt shoveled on them, and our team really did too. We were called by one pundit to be a, look like a washed-up ex-champion. Well, guess who's back and who's punching? We're off the canvas, and we're going to go and get after it. Thank you for all of you. Thank to all of you for being out here tonight. Love you all, and uh, we hope that you have a very outstanding, happy Thanksgiving uh, weekend and holidays with your friends. And, yeah, let's go. Rest up, stay smart, stay safe, 
And thanks for joining us tonight. What a night with Andy Reid and Kevin Lockett. Thanks for joining us on the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. listening to the Chiefs Kingdom Show presented by Bad Boy Mowers. Bad Boy Mowers, proud partner of the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs Kingdom is bad boy country. Mow with an attitude. And by Hy-Vee. The world's best tailgating begins at Hy-Vee. Proud official grocery sponsor of the Kansas City Chiefs. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Chiefs football. Josh Kligler. Thank you for listening to the Chiefs Kingdom Show. As a reminder, you can hear Mitch Holtis with us on Fesco in the Morning every Friday morning at 7.30 leading into the game that weekend. And don't miss color analyst Danon Hughes every Tuesday morning at 8.30. Tune in for exclusive one-on-one Chiefs interviews throughout the season on the Odyssey app and your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Thank you for listening to the Chiefs Kingdom Show presented by the Kansas Lottery. Dream bigger. This is the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 